Ho, 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 ho. What can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. We're all told as children that when we grow up, we need to go to college and get a good job. But all it seems that college did was just prepare us to get a good job. To be caught up in life's rat race, the hustle and bustle of hustling another dollar for profit, in which another profits. And by next payday, purses and wallets are filled with lints. And dream catchers become dream passers, allowing dreams to pass through clenched hands filled with sand, blowing along the winds of time for another's hands to grasp. See, because we are taught and told how to be good workers, but not how to make our dreams our goals. We are taught and told how to be good workers, but not how to make our dreams our goals. Because we have been led to believe that dreams provide empty stomach, shattered hearts, and broken promises on misses on opportunity for good job stability. Taught that fulfilling your dream comes on a wing and a prayer, but dare not become a lazy worker. Life becomes consumed by 10-hour work days paid not your worth and wage Trapped in cubicle box like cage Trying to fit the standards of corporate America And when you're all used up, they get rid of you Only to be faced with the dream you left on the shelf Not listening to self on how to make it work But being influenced by other people's words Penetrating your psyche Believing that they're your own thoughts of All life is about is just going to work Work without a purpose is superfluous you not fulfilling your dreams is cursing the ancestors because their life lives on through you. And your dream is a piece of the puzzle to be construed, not concealed, but to be shared with all so that truth may be revealed. So get up off your butt and chase your dream. Get up off your butt and catch your dream. The illusion of life is not what it seems, and success comes with the attempt of your dream. So dream. And now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord for my soul to take.
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for 2017? Welcome to Master Griot Radio. My name is Sweet Franchine, and I am your host this evening for Beyond the Word, produced by the talented Jacqueline Taylor Adams. We thank you for joining us this 2017, and we know that if you are listening, you are excited about moving your art forward. So we, in fact, thought that January 2017 is the perfect time to prepare for this year to make sure that you have a viable art business. And we've invited two very special guests to join us tonight, and we're going to have them come on. But while you're waiting for them to come on the line and share with you all the good jewels that they have, I ask that you tell a friend, you share on social media, you follow us, and get people on, especially any artists you know, specifically poets, singers, musicians. We want you to learn about building your brand, your image, and planning for the 2017 year. We want you to grow your art business. We know that, as that song just said, as that nice poetic, I call it a song because it's so beautiful, but, you know, poetry is song. It's all in the lyrics and the music come together. It makes beautiful, beautiful song for us. But just as the song you just heard, the opening song tonight was Dreamcatcher by I Will Write and Zen Aura. And they said, we were taught how to be good workers, but not how to make our dreams our goals. And it also said, by not fulfilling your dreams, you insult your ancestors. I thought that was a phenomenal way to start this show because we want 2017 to be your most powerful, your most evolved year of your life as an artist in business. We specifically don't want to fall privy to the things that we are seeing on social media. We don't want to think that just because we have a specific president in office that we cannot fulfill our dreams. So many people have fulfilled their dreams in difficult times. As I told a friend the other day, if my ancestors can do it, I surely can too. We, our ancestors have survived so much and they've worked to build legacy so that we can live our dreams today. So with no further ado, I'd like to introduce my two very, very special guests who happen to be long-term friends of mine. They say, you know, you are your circle. So I am very excited to introduce to you Mr. K.D. Morris, who's a professional photographer, author, producer, and poet, who I've known for quite some time um, when he was head of Fire and Ice. <laughs> and um, I'm interested and excited about his presence. K.D., how are you? Hey, how you doing, friends? What's going on? Thanks. Nothing. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. I know you're going to drop a whole bunch of jewels on the people tonight. The whole time while we introduce our next guest. Right. And our other guest this evening, we just celebrated her birthday, her born day. Um, and it was good to celebrate her because she has poured life into so many people in the Philadelphia region and has helped so many people grow their business and to evolve as artists and business owners. And we're just excited for her to be on the line. She is a consultant and a business coach. Her name is Tamara Varela of iManifest Business Consultants. Hey, sis, how are you? Hi, everyone. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yay! I'm so glad y'all were able to be on the line tonight because typically I do this show alone and we just share um and have people call in, but I wanted to start off with a very powerful show this this season so that, you know, January is an important time for everyone, um, specifically those of us who are in the business of art, entertainment, et cetera, for us to plan since January typically is a slow month and prepares for um, African American History Month. It's a good time to prepare for the rest of the year. And as Tam would say, it's good to start off that first quarter so that you can be, so you can end on a high note at the last quarter. So welcome everybody. How y'all doing? 
doing well. I'm excited to be on here. Yay. So I think what we want to start with um, first, we want to talk about branding and image, because sometimes we're going to start with you, KD, and we're going to talk about image, and we're going to talk about branding yourself um, and that and the importance of a professional image. So may just talk to the people as if it's just you and I conversating and tell us what you do. Tell us how you've evolved. Like you have so many, you do so many things now. Tell us how you evolve and tell us what the importance of, of hiring a professional to help you meet your image and brand goals. Wow, what I do. I don't think I have no time for everything I do. I got to share this. No, but uh, <laughs> right now as a, as a photographer, I would just speak to that. Uh, the importance is the visual aid that hiring a professional photographer can do. Everyone has a cell phone, uh, but some things you can't do yourself. The selfie is not going to get you that modeling gig or that acting gig. You need a professional that's going to give you the quality and uh, the experience behind that uh, image to produce and promote your brand. So uh, as always, you got to first study your market. And no matter what your art is or what job you have or whichever direction you want to go in, know where your market is, know where your client is, who they are, what they like and what they respond to, and then uh, adapt to the market and then have your client adapt to you. So you just, you know, you don't announce your arrival, you just show up. So... What are some of your experiences with artists, you know, as far as those who use professional imaging versus who don't? Like, tell us a story or tell us an example of when you, why you believe it's so important. Well, I could, just this weekend, someone said, hey, I want you to look at uh, my pictures. I have a presentation to do tomorrow. And I looked. And, you know, as a photographer, we don't have to study the image unless we look for something particular. But at a glance, I just flipped through the book, and then I went back to the beginning and said, take this out, that out. And I went through all the images that should be removed from this presentation and explained why. And uh, they were cell phone images. They were grainy. Uh, They were cropped incorrectly or they were poorly composed the lighting was not great the focus was too much on one thing and not enough on the other so when you hire a professional not someone who just has a camera that takes takes nice pictures and they studied the crap and they and they earned their way to be called a professional photographer or at least mastered the crap and never turn professional, but they respect the craft enough to respect your brand, then that's the difference. Because you can say, oh, my cousin just bought a camera. I'm going to have him take the picture. You're going to get what you pay for, you know. Mm -hmm. But everyone works to their budget. So just because someone's work is of a certain quality does not mean they are unobtainable or unaffordable. Reach out to them, explain to, to them what your needs are, and maybe they'll work with you. But don't think because, oh, he charged this or she charges that, that we're not going to, you know, be affordable. That's not always the case. Sam, do you want to add anything to what he said about imaging, branding, professional professional photos specifically? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, well, it was a couple of things that he said that were right on point. But when it comes to your professional image and your professional brand, especially if you're trying to um, earn money or revenue off what you do, you have to take that serious because people take um, your collaterals like your pictures and marketing pieces and all all of that. They base off, they base their amount of, of investment in you based off of the quality that you have invested in what you're putting out there. So if you have, you know, almost like he said, the cousin's version of the photo shoot or they're grainy it, it kind of tells the other person on the other side that you're not serious about what you're trying to do, but more important that you're not worth their investment of whatever it is that you're using that marketing piece for. 
Um, and then you know how I feel about the whole investing in people and paying their price. So the flip side of that always comes into play where if you are putting a marketing piece out there, it's typically tied to something that's, you know, that you have to pay for, whether it's your services, um, an event that you're doing, um, and then you have to pay to attend. But whatever it is, you're expecting other people to pay to come see you, but you're not willing to pay for quality work to put you out there. And so um, True. there's always the opposite side of that of, okay, you want somebody to pay your rate, but you're not willing to pay the rate to get the stuff done correctly. So if you right. go into your brand and it's your business trying to, what, what me and um, Tiff say, trying to beat a dollar to a holler, you're going to get beat a dollar to a holler of people. <laughs> and you're going to have that same mm-hmm. conversation on the other end, though. And now you're going to be trying to figure out why can't I make money or why aren't people coming to my events or why aren't people buying my art? And it's because you're not taking it serious when it comes to other people and using their skill sets and their talents at their price range or their price point. I think one of the other things on that is, as an artist, I know what happened for me. It was a very small investment. It might have seemed huge at the time because I had to right. use my personal funds because I wasn't making enough money from my art to pay for it. But I spent $200 um, and got and had a professional photo shoot. I was able to use those images for, I still can use them if I choose to, um, for mm-hmm. a year or two before I felt like I needed to update it, um, be, you know, change my look or whatever. But those images itself, it really increased the quality of my marketing material. Um, and therefore, I really do believe that when I started asking for a certain dollar amount, um, People didn't blink because they presumed because I packaged it um, and my reputation had preceded me as far as my quality of art. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a good artist, but I, they felt that I was a good businesswoman as well. And I was, and I saw, I actually saw an increase in my bottom line and in, in what I, and how many, how many gigs I was able to get that year. You know, one gig led, led to another because Every time someone called me at the push of a button, I was able to send them, send them a professional package. So I was able to not only provide that level of care and professionalism on the front end, but then, of course, as an artist, you must be prepared and deliver. And if you do that, then you absolutely are going to find an increase in your gigs. And it really disturbs me when artists don't want to take – they get say they're getting two hundred and fifty dollars for a gig that night, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They want to keep taking pictures in their living room or in their kitchen and use those as professional photos. I'm like, just take the time out to have a professional photo shoot. Then later, and that one I did my own makeup, my own styling or whatever. But yet later, I got a professional makeup artist and stylist, and when I and, and a photographer, and I had, was on a, a good location and a set. It just made it just makes it even better, and it just totally increased my um, my portfolio from a business perspective. So I think that's a small investment to hire a photographer, a professional photographer who can also direct you better, know that your arms should be up, showing certain things, knowing how you should stand, what looks better on you in front of the camera. Um, yeah, and, and, and I was going okay, which one? No, I was going to say, I just wanted to say, but I wanted Kate, you to talk about when he was doing poetry and things, what was his experiences with other artists in that area. But go ahead. Right. No, I was just going to add that that, um, whenever I'm working with clients, I always tell them their marketing pieces, their branding, their websites, whatever it is that's tied to their name should always look like where they're going. Because the person that sees it, especially Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't know you and it's that first point of contact, you want them to see you as, as already at that place of where you're trying to achieve. And it's not that difficult. Like you said, your first one was, what, $200? Like, it's really not that yeah. difficult. You just have to trust me. We will find money for what's important to us. If your car broke yep. down today and you needed a whole new transmission for $1,800 and you just told somebody you had $50 for a photo shoot, you will find the $1,800. And, you, yeah. and if, you're serious, if you're serious about your, about your craft, you have to take mm-hmm. that into consideration, too, because it, it's your craft. And your and and your gifting that opens up for you to make more revenue and live a more comfortable life. But if you're if you're trying to hold back on expenses the whole way through, 
you'll never get to your end goal because the first point of contact that a person sees, if it's not something on the level where it, it, it sends the message that they should invest in whatever it is that you're offering, again, it could be an event or whatever, it's still an investment. I don't care if it's $50. But if your marketing piece is don't send that signal or that message of what type of level of an investment is it qualified based off of your marketing pieces, you're going to have a hard time. Right. Katie? Yeah, I'm here. It was interesting. She said $1,800 transmission uh, because that's almost along the lines of the levels of experience because I wish my transmission course $1,800. Transmission, and I'm just saying this as an example, of what you have to pay for based on your level. The type of car I have Fortunately, my car is under warranty when it happens. Seven grand for my transmission. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you're getting to levels of experience and getting what you paid for, I remember my, as a poet, my first feature paid me $75. My first feature. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was caught off guard because, you know, somebody said, you know, Osei, you know, he had, uh, this event at Glorious, and he, you know, came through on this, you know, feature, and uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the night, he put the money in my hand. He's like, well, I guess I can get paid for doing this. So then it went from there. And uh, right. as I matured as an artist and learned the business of being an artist and not just some dude on stage spitting poetry. Mm. Uh, What's the difference between those two? What's the difference between being an artist and some dude on stage spitting poetry? Uh, anybody can write a poem. And because mm-hmm. there's a debate, of, you know, what is poetry? So anything that fits into that defined aspect of art and poetry, subject matter excluded, if it fits, then that, that, could, that makes you a poet. But what, what makes you an artist is you study the craft. You master the craft. Mm-hmm. To master anything, you got to spend at least 10,000 hours in doing it, practicing it, learning it. And uh, the years I put in, I was able to go, like, to Southern University of New Orleans, not once but twice, and each time take the twin poets and, and, and my partner, Ronnie Way, with me or go to another school, take Black Ice, and even the last poets. Because mm-hmm. I say, okay, this is my body of work. This is who I am. This is who I've been. And these are the people that I'm bringing with me. And this is how much we need. So once you reach a certain level, you can name your price. And like you said about your portfolio, you know, your, your headshots, you know, your package, how you package mm-hmm. and present yourself. You know, people are visual creatures. You know, now so I use the word creatures loosely because we are uh, visual and we're, then we're physical. So we're tangible. Anything we see, like, and touch and can feel and taste and even if we embrace it, we've got to have it. And like she said, you know, you'll, we'll pay for what we want. That $1,800 right. transmission or that $20 CD. By the artist who's mm-hmm. never going to knock on your door, but you won't go right. pay $5 at a venue that's every month. But yet, when when you, when you these nut rappers coming out here disrespecting everybody and their own, mm-hmm. put out a, a CD, you buy it, but you won't give me what I, what I work for. Right. Right. That's true. That's awesome. Good stuff, Katie. Thank you so much. We want, you know, so... Just to recap, for those of you just joining us, we have Tamara Varela of I Manifest Business Consultants on the line and professional photographer, author, producer, and poet, Mr. Katie Moores. And we just talked about image and branding and taking the time and the money to invest in yourself, to invest in your packaging, to invest in your, in your image, your packaging um, for this year. So if you haven't done that yet for 2017, we're going to ask that you write down that that needs to be the next thing on your list, that you need to get some professional marketing material um, 
for any everything. You know, you can design a lot of them yourself. Once you get those images, if you get a professional photo, you can do some really nice, clean um, on media, social media, specifically online um, marketing material using a couple of really cool apps. So consider that. Um, and don't forget, if you're just now joining us, also to press 1 if you'd like to join the conversation. You're listening to Master Degree at Radio Beyond the Word with Sweet Friend Shauna. I am your host, Sweet Friend Shauna. We are so excited to continue this conversation. In fact, since we only, we've gone from two hours to one hour, and we've already killed 30 minutes um, with such good information, we're going to keep the conversation going. So we've talked about um, Tam and Katie. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about the brand. So let's talk about planning, planning as an artist to make sure that you have the best year that you can based on where you are right now, where you can have focused growth in your business. And I, I keep saying business because one thing's for sure and two things for certain. I meet artists who all they want to do is, if you're a photographer, all you want to do is shoot. Video, all you want to do is mm -hmm. film. Poets, all you want to do is write or perform. That's cool, and that's awesome, and if you're putting in the time for that. But there's a part of the work process that has to take place in all crafts that we don't necessarily like. For instance, if, you're, if you like to film, you're going to have to learn to edit and turn that, turn that product around so you can get paid for it. If you're a photographer, you've got the same thing. You've got to learn how to um, do your editing so that you can turn that product around for your clients. If you're a poet, you're going to have to know how to follow up and do your own business development, meaning what? Find the gig, seal the deal, book yourself. Um, most of us invest too quickly into, instead of investing to learn to manage ourselves, we invest too quickly in managers and agents and things that we people are getting a large percentage of our dollar, and we're not even yeah. at that level yet, <laughs> right? We're right. not even at that yeah. level yet. You know, you can't I even can afford that. that yet. Go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead, Katie. That. I remember, uh, I think around 96, 97, I got approached by people wanting to manage. I was like, I don't need a manager. Then 2000, mm -hmm. I had two booking agents. Booking agents right. are better than managers because you tell the booking agent what you want to do, and you pay them That's 10 right. to 15%. I mean, it, it was such a beautiful thing for me where one of my booking agents was, uh, still lives in Massachusetts and the other one lived in New Orleans. And right. the one in New Orleans had worked so much or got so much for me that she said, I paid my car note and my rent this week. <laughs> wow. So, wow. You know, but see, that's all contingent on the price that I command. Yeah. So, right. Right. You know, you just but can't I, hire an agent and you're only charging 154 uh feature and then you got to give them 15%. You know, the late... But you charge uh, it, and then you can't charge on the other side. You can't charge 150. Don't nobody know you. Ain't nobody seen your work. You ain't developed or built no brand. You haven't built a business for yourself. Right. Well, see, the planning... The, the plan... See, I think we're discussing this conversation in reverse because the planning should have been first before you brand because you got to have a plan. Yeah, true. you got to have a direction you want to go in, you know, once, and you true have that. to identify who you are to yourself as an artist. Okay, who am I as an artist? What's my strengths? What's my weaknesses? What do I need to work on? What workshops and, and classes do I need to take to improve? Because as a, as a photographer, I spend money on workshops, spent money on workshops recently and reap the benefits of it immediately. As a poet, mm -hmm. I studied those who came before me and walked with those who came before me and then led those who came after me and as well as with me. As a as sure. a music producer, I being, you know, as most black people born and raised in the church, you hear the music, you learn it, but to produce it. Uh, Rich Tucker, Hazel Dixon, Willie Lemons, mm -hmm. cats like that mm -hmm. will come over my crib. You know, Tim Hudson will come over, you know, and show me things, teach me things, how, mm -hmm. how, to, how, how to play the chord the right way. I play by ear, or how to play it the right way. You see, 
Mm. I had a gymnastics coach tell me there's a right way and then there's the way. Now, you got to pick mm. which way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what these people got to yeah. do. They got to buckle down and pick the way they want to do it. Which way? That's true. That's a good point. That's a good segue to who I call the expert because she, um, personally, she has helped me in that, you know, when you have all these ideas and you're creative and you have all these talents and gifts on how to pull it in and set, as you said, Katie, actually plan so that I'll know where I needed to invest my money and my time and my resources. So everyone, who are just coming on, we have Tamara Varela on the line from iManifest Business Consultants. And I'm going to let you just talk, girl. Tell them what they need to do to plan, as Katie kindly reminded us should have come first, right. as they plan this, this year. I'm kind of piggybacking off of what he said. Um, them knowing who they are as an artist is really important in the planning process because what will happen is, if you don't know who you are, I'm referring to like your target market, the type of um, poetry or, you know, whatever lane that you're in, if you don't have that figured out, you'll just start taking gigs. So then your brand kind of gets diluted because no one's really sure where you're going with it. Um, and in some cases that might work, but in other cases, if, you, if, if it's on your heart to be a specific type of artist or have a specific type of brand or some type of differentiating factor about yourself, that that, that is, um, something that needs to be known before you start the planning process because it allows you to really figure out, like, what gigs to take, who to make your connections with throughout the year, set your goals about, you know, um, maybe, you know, different blogs or, or social media, the connections you want to make. But knowing that is very important. But when it comes to the planning process, um, you kind of said it best with the whole, yes, you're creative, but you have to do business. Money's not going to fall out the sky. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, I'm very passionate about getting artists to um, to totally eradicate that whole mindset of the starving artist. Like, that is, that's a, a, a major misconception and a lie that artists believe in. And it's because of their belief in that that they reap it in their lives. Because there's some artists out there, you look at their stuff and you're like, oh, they're playing games. But they're getting like 10000 20000 and it's because that's what their belief level is. It has nothing to do with their skill set. Because if you put them toe-to-toe with someone else, they're probably going to be at the bottom mm-hmm. set-wise, right? Like, how many times have you seen that? You're at a show and you hear, you're like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, 10 people that could sing vocals around this person. And then the promoter right, says, well, right. I paid that person $10,000. You're like, well, how did they get 10000 Because they weren't afraid to have the money talk. And their self-value commanded 10000 And nothing to do with their art. Their self-value commanded 10000 And they were able to have that money talk and get the bread that they wanted to charge. And that's the part that we forget in business. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. thinking about that. Remember in the seventies? You remember this back in the seventies? Atlantic City, they were selling. They probably sold them all over the world. But my first time seeing them was the Invisible Dogs. Y'all remember that? Oh my oh, god! Oh, oh my god! Yes. With the release, the release, yes. The release I, I, with nothing on it. Some things wasn't flying off the shelves. Flying <laughs> off the shelves, right? Wow. But why? And rocks. And rocks. Pet Rocks, these were not amazing inventions. Whoever invented them had the belief that I'm going to make some money off of this, and that's what happened. I mean, think short about even Right, short term. But, again, think about all the people, all the products, all the services that you run across day to day. Food, restaurants, like, man, that stuff is nasty. They talk so much about that stuff, and they charge, like, $100 a plate. You get there, and you're like, this ain't real life. But guess what? It's a lot of on the block. <laughs> you know? So I'm saying that to artists because artists tend to judge themselves probably a little more um, intense than, say, someone creating a product. Um, mm-hmm. And so their self-value really plays a role in, in the amount that they're able to charge. And like I say, more importantly, the, the amount they're able to get when they're at the table negotiating a deal. So all that plays a role. But going back to the planning part, because you have to do it like a real business, your planning should be starting the end of the third quarter. Because in real yeah. business, that fourth quarter, that fourth quarter is where you make most of your money. Because in that fourth quarter, corporations usually have a nice chunk of change left that they have to spend mm-hmm. by the end of the year. So whether it, so if you're a performing artist, 
you should be contacting them the end of the third quarter to try to get some of that money, whether it's performing at their Christmas mm-hmm. parties, like whatever, like yep. figure yep. that stuff out. But you have to start thinking, thinking like a business person. Um, that's why I, you know, Sean, I give all my clients, and it's actually on my website if you want to go on there and take a look. I give all my clients the um, the holiday calendar for every year um, because what what you can do is you can look and see all the national days and build campaigns around them. But you have to really know mm-hmm. your market and, and know what you're trying to do and figure out who's your exact target market. And if you think your exact target market is only the people that show up to see you perform, or only the people that show up to buy your paintings or your services, that's not mm-hmm. your only target market. There's so much money out here, mm-hmm. whether it's events, whether it's doing programs for kids, whether it's, you know, like I said, the corporate dollars are out there. I make my most money the fourth quarter when everybody else kind of shuts down. I'm like, yo, I made the most money the fourth quarter. Because in real business, mm-hmm. that's when you make the most money the fourth quarter. And if you're going into January trying to figure out what you're trying to do, because to be honest, most poets, they kill it Martin Luther King weekend. But if you just right. trying to plan out what you're going to do Martin Luther King weekend to get some money on January you 1st, make the money. you're late in the game. Right. That's yeah. why I said like I tell everybody. third quarter is when you have to really yeah. start sitting down and planning and planning it by quarter. And you can break it down by quarter because what happens is tax-wise, you have to handle things quarterly. But seasonally, yeah. there are opportunities that come through. The mindset mm-hmm. of a consumer or the mindset of a booking agent is totally different in the winter months than it is in the summer. Different vibe, different feel, different needs. That's why you break those things down in quarters. Then it's different holidays you take advantage of when you're trying to get money. So it's all different ways. Yeah. You can, um, if you sit down and pay attention to those little nuances, there's so many ways to get money. Absolutely. Yeah. I try to. People are always amazed as a poet, and I don't do as much as I – plan to do and can, you know, will be doing and can do, but mm-hmm. people were already amazed. I found it like amazed that when they called me by August and September of last year, mm-hmm. I was already booked entirely through 2017. And that's real business. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's how me and Ronnie did already our shows. Booked. We booked our acts six months in advance. Yes. Yep, our at shows. Least. So we at had least. our lineup, we had everything, had contracts in place. Uh, we were contract three months out, booked six months out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people and don't so, believe in contracts. They believe a phone call and a text message is enough. Well, you say it in this text. You say that now the text message, that's all you have, then that's what it is. But I have language mm-hmm. in my contract that tells you in the first page. No, no, such a page. And this is for my photography. No communication prior to this contract, be it text, email, phone, will will supersede this right. contract. Right. The contract supersedes right. all communication. And exactly, they don't get it. People don't even. Let me put it this way: hundreds of people have signed contracts with me, and didn't even read them. And then when they get their pictures or they got their files, it's like. What happened to this? I thought I was getting this to say, did you read the contract? Mm-hmm. And one of them just came right out and said, no, I didn't. That's my own fault, but I know next time. I said, next time? Right. Dude. I said, when you bought your car, did you just say, I want the car and give me money and rolled off into the sunset? I said, because that's what you just did with me. Right. I could have gave you one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the average person does not read contracts. I'm doing a project now with someone. And I had to read venue contracts, right? And I had about 12, four venue contracts I had to read, and I came up with about 12 to 20 um, questions slash rebuttals for content that was in the contract. And each venue said to me, you really read the contract? Yes, I read the contract. Like one of them had something so yeah. outlandish. It said, it said if the event does not end at 11 o'clock sharp, they're charging $300 a minute. So can you imagine if, wow. if we didn't read the contract? Then another wow. contract, another contract, the venue was like a smaller venue, but they were managed by the same management company of like um, one of the big basketball arenas, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the content in the contract was for the basketball arena, but I didn't know that. So all the questions I had, the guy came back and was like, well, you know, we use the same contract as the basketball arena. Some of the stuff isn't applicable. I said, well, I need you to type up 
the parts that's applicable and put it in a real contract for me <laughs> because I'm not signing it. Like, like the, the stuff was just so right. outlandish. They wanted 20% of this. They wanted box of this. And I'm like, well, if, if it's not applicable to me, why are you sending this to me? But if you don't take the right. time to read the contract, you can be in a major jam, a major jam. Yep, major. Yeah. I had, major. I had somebody withdraw from the deal because I asked them to take language out that didn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Or they, wow. they had pages missing in the contract. I said, well, where's the rest of it? Mm-hmm. And then when I said, wow. you know, where, well, where's this? You know, you're skipping some things. And he said, it doesn't mm-hmm. apply to you. I said, I still got to read it because I'll, I'll read and sign this and just slide that page right back slide in. Slide it in, right. Yeah, slide about, back in. Yes. Mm-mm. So this is this is what I can tell everybody because I teach poetry and I teach photography. But I don't, if anyone has ever took my class, either of those classes, uh, the first day, I ask where you want to go with your art, where you, why are you doing this, this, that, and that other thing. Then I get into the business. I say, well, when you have a conversation with somebody who calls you, say, I want to work with you, either as a producer, artist, a photographer, or a poet, do a letter of intent. Send it. Mm-hmm. One thing, mm-hmm. and then from that letter of intent, it, which is built from the conversation, on this day we had this conversation about this, me doing, right. providing this service or performing this day, uh, I'll be sending you a contract within the next 24 to 48 hours. With that, I will send you a request for a deposit for a retainer, not deposit. Deposits are refundable. Retainers mm-hmm. are not. Mm. Language is important. That's a big, did y'all hear that? Retainer mm-hmm. versus deposit. You heard it. And because I, I deal with contracts all day for a major airline, and uh, I'm a I'm on the legislative committee, and one thing I put in all my contracts, including but not limited to, those words right mm-hmm. there will save your ass. Mm-hmm. So when you do your contract, you request the retainer. Once they make that deposit, or after as they see it, well, I gave you a deposit. That's when you gave me the retainer. Mm. For instance, this is real talk. I got a workshop that I'm doing this weekend, a photography workshop. All over Facebook, I put it. You, uh, Twitter, Instagram. People hit me up. Some people know me. Some people don't. One lady made paid a retain a deposit, but I told her deposits are now refundable because the funds are being used to pay for this, that, and other things. Spelled it out, and. She said, I can't make it, can I have my deposit back? I copy and paste right back to her. No. Because yeah. deposits also work as retainers when you are specifying what that money is going to be used for, to pay for this, that, and other thing. Mm-hmm. That money has already been allocated. I can't go back to them and say, well, I need that money back. Mm-hmm. People don't read. Mm-hmm. People right. quickly got to have it. So... So we talked about contracts. We talked about planning, everyone. We talked about if you are just now beginning to plan, you're late, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you understand and understand that you need to take your art more seriously on the business side. Take the time out to do some of the things that we talked about So tonight. Take the time out to invest in yourself, whether it's training workshops, um, study hours, professional photos, professional marketing material. I'll give you a very good example. My graphic artist, who I've been with for six years, um, has was on hiatus because he had was having a baby. He and his lady were having a baby. So we lost contact for about three months, and I needed some flyers. I know how to do a basic flyer, but when I have to put all of this imaging and all of this language on a flyer, it turned out okay, but it didn't have the same impact as if he he did it. People literally knew, Tam, you knew, knew that he must Mm -hmm. not have done that flyer. And I didn't think that was your gig because it didn't have the same feel as your flyers. Mm -mm, So my point is. 72. (laughs) It was that bad. Ah! 
<laughs> what did you say? That fly looked like it was made in 72. The stylistic. I, I thought the stylistic was coming. She thought the stylistic was playing. Oh, my God. And it wouldn't work if that was the crowd <laughs> I was looking for, but it wasn't. But my point is, everybody, certain things are worth the investment. I see it all the time. How many times have you decided not to go to a particular event because of the way the flyer was made? Too much information on flyers turn me away. If I gotta look for the who, what, when, where, how, why, and how much. If I gotta ask yeah. you, well, when is it? Oh, it's on the mm-hmm. other side. Put put the pertinent information on one side, and let all the eye catching stuff be on the other side. You know, or put the no, date. No. Big, you know, the, the date, date the time needs to be prominent. Yeah, that, that, that needs to be prominent. You can see that. Right. When you got 25 people, I said, somebody gave me a flyer. It had almost a committee on there for people to call. I said, you got too many options. You need just two or three people calling <laughs> yes. them to right. call. When you got all, the whole squad, everybody wants their name on the, on the flyer. For what? Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're all not important. Yeah. You're all not, your squad yeah. is not important because some of them just I, work their hands. I don't do that. Right. But it's not only that. Are they really bringing value to the event? Some, you know, are people coming just because that person's on a flyer? You know, I, it took me forever to put my picture on the flyer because I, I didn't think that was what was important. But then I realized over time people wanted to be sure that it was a sweet, fresh, shine event. So I had to right. put, and some people knew me my name and some people knew me by face. And so that they knew if it was my, my event, that it was going to, they expect certain things, so I had to put my picture on the flyer. But I've had to tell my cast and crew, I'm not putting your picture on the flyer. I don't have 1,500 people coming because you in in the show. People are coming because we present quality no matter who's in the show. So these are the kind of things you have to think about. Now, we've done, we've given you a lot of information in 45 minutes, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, again, some of you tapped in in the middle of it, so we need to let you know. Um, that you have Tamara Varela on the line from iManifest Business Consultant, and you also have Katie Moore's professional photographer, author, and producer, and poet on the line. And we just wanted to help you start 2017 off because, again, most of you artists, most of us artists, for real, for real, we ain't that organized and haven't planned our life to that degree. So it's a lot of snow on the ground. You know, you know, you know, it's a lot of lot, a lot of gigs are not happening right now. This is a great time to use that time to get caught up and to move forward. And if you missed out on February's opportunities, it's cool. You can start. Spring summer is our time of year. Spring summer, people are calling us. So mm-hmm. make sure that you start reaching out and do some booking. If you're not, if you don't like making those calls, maybe you should invest into, as Katie mentioned, a booking agent. Um. You definitely should need a manager at this stage of the game. The manager should be the last person you hire, in my humble opinion. But maybe you need a publicist because you have a because you have a book, you have a CD, you have product, but nobody knows who you are. Maybe you need a maybe you need a virtual assistant, someone to help you and Tam. Go ahead. They're going to need classes, and they should. Every artist should take a marketing class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. or read up on marketing processes and procedures and standards just so you'll know what you're asking for or what you're getting when you hire all the people franchise just mentioned. When you put them to work for you, you know what they're looking for. You don't go to the supermarket without a shopping list. Right. Walking mm-hmm. up and down the aisle blindly and, okay, throwing stuff in your cart and then get home like, I don't need this shit. I paid all this money. Right, don't right. even need. It. Yeah, I pay shit. I pay right, shit. Right, right. Uh, right. You did. That's okay. That's all right, baby. It's all right. You, you allowed to okay, start not know. You know. I don't know. But yeah. So with that being said, before we don't have time. It's been great information. You guys have been great guests, and I would love to have you come back on again whenever you like. Just let me know. We're the second Monday of every month, but we need you to at least. Excuse me. <clears throat> Share. Take a moment. Um, you know, take a few min- a couple of minutes. Tell the people who you are again, how to find you, um, 
you know, and what you can offer, maybe a word of advice, if you would. So, ladies before gentlemen, Tamara. Yeah, I was going to say ladies first anyway. Yeah, whatever. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, go ahead. I'm going. Um, yes, my name is Tamara Varela. My business is called Manifest Business Consultant, um, and I typically help entrepreneurs, including the creative, to um, pretty much make, make a profit from what you do. Like I take people from point A, wherever they are now, to a point of profit. Um, th- there was something I do want to share that I think I forgot to touch on, which is um, when doing the planning and the booking, it's always easier to get money from the same person twice. So if you've done events or if you've made sales with other people, it's easier for you to either rebook or sell them a different product or a service than it is to, you know, secure a brand-new client um, or or a customer. So always keep that in mind because the reason why I say that is people typically will, you know, get a customer or a client and then wash their hands, and they don't have a customer follow-up procedure in place at all. Um, so having that in place will allow you to build that relationship. When, so now – when when the new year starts, you can go look back over all the places that you were booked, and because you have that 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 um that relationship, and hopefully you did you know a, a good job, you can go back. It's going to be easier for you to go back um, than it is for you to, to secure a new. And sometimes people don't look at that. So I just wanted to add that to the planning process. Great, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. Did you give your website and phone number or anything? Oh, um, you can go to www.imanifestnow.com, and if you scroll down to, like, the middle, it says uh, Marketing Calendar. It's a link. If you click that link, that is um, a marketing calendar from a company called Propel that I really like. And if you open it up, it will give you all the different national holidays for every day and a month. And at the bottom, it will give you marketing suggestions based off of the activity that's happening in that month. Yeah, it's an awesome calendar. I'm so thank thank you for having it as a tool for all of us. Yes. And um, do you have any workshops or anything planned yet coming up or tell them about one that they can look forward to every year, anything like that? So I just did the workshop, um, which ran in December, but that workshop I'm actually going to be doing the end of every uh, every year, the end of the third quarter for this very purpose, to help people um, get their following year business strategy plan together um, during that third quarter so that the fourth quarter they can maximize revenue opportunities and then go into the new year with a real plan to implement. Absolutely good. Thank you. All right, Katie, what you got for the people? Close us out, please. Tell them. I will. Um, let's see. She mentioned, because, uh, you know, there's always good information uh, out there, uh, one thing about planning is establish a demographic as well. You know, because I always ask, okay, who's your audience? Everyone says cousin, uncle, neighbor, family, friend, coworker. And I'll say, so you ran through them, now what's next? How are you going to get to the person uh-huh. in California? Well, I got a cousin mm-hmm. in California. Okay, so, but does your cousin in California know what you're doing? So you gotta, you know, again, market yourself. Uh, establish the brand. Uh, don't be afraid to take leaps and and jump hard, run hard, go hard. Because if you don't believe in yourself, why should I believe in you? If you're putting out something, you, you know, you write a poem that looks all good and fluffy on paper, and it's written well and it performed poorly, then maybe should you maybe you should be a ghostwriter. You know, mm. rebrand yourself. You know, mm. there there are times when uh you know, when Ronnie and I we were uh for one we didn't we only put our pictures on our business cards, not our flyers. Because people knew who mm-hmm. we were, but we were selling the brand and not the people. Because people came right. to our events because of what like you, what we delivered. So Yeah. Uh so to brand yourself was whatever it is you want to do. Find where your, where your customers are, no matter what it is. Uh, study those who came before you, what worked, what failed. When I did nightclub promotions, what was successful for me, I had five clubs in the city, late 80s into the 90s. And why, and why I was successful, because I, I went to nightclubs as a patron and promoted them 
as an owner. And people say, well, how did you do that? That's true. I didn't actually own them, but I always made sure that when you came to the, the events that I promoted, you got something that you wouldn't get any other night when you went there. Yeah. So gotcha. let them people leave. Let them feel and believe they left with something or came, or left with more than what they came with. Give them an experience they remember, a product that they, like you said, the repeat customer. Because I've been shooting at the Dell since the 80s and, until they shut down for remodeling. And then, for, you know, maybe one season after that, you know, and then we went our separate ways because of change in management. And then now I'm back. So right. The first concert I shot at the Dell was Eugene Wilde and the Daz Band. So, wow. And Phyllis Hyman. So wow. that was in the late 80s. And then you fast forward, still there. And because I'm giving them a product that they can rely on, that they know the quality is going to be, by comparison, equal to above anybody else they've ever had. So, so tell us tell us how to find you um, and how can we can, um, know, find out more about your work or what you do. Well, the easiest way to, you know, I get the simplest way is you can, uh, my name is my brand, K.D. Morris, and it's photography.com, kdmorrisphotography.com, but you can hashtag K.D. Morris and find it, and that'll point you to every social media outlet, because that's how I branded myself, that hashtag K.D. Morris photography, and you just put it in the Google search box, and it'll come up. Everywhere, my Facebook like page, my website, Tumblr, Instagram, Flickr, Twitter, uh, and anything else I'm associated with. Articles I've made, my work may be appearing. And as as a poet, if you Google Fire Nice, the phonetic spelling, P-H-Y-R-E-N-E-Y-C-E, you'll find Ryan and I. Or if you put Katie Morris Poet, again. So Google is the easiest way to find me. Well, you heard it. Hashtag Google. You still getting jewels, and we ended this show. So, <laughs> thank you so much, right. Katie. Thank you, Tamara, so much for all your lovely jewels. I think that um, Jacqueline would agree that we definitely want to have you guys back on um, in the third quarter, as Sam said, hey, so that Jackie. we can help. <laughs> so okay. we can help artists. I heard you. <laughs> So we can have, she's listening. She loves that she can listen on my show and I have to get on the mic. She said hi. Matter of fact, she just said hi. So um, we are grateful for your presence, grateful for the things you share. Please take advantage of um, Tamara's services. I'm sure she's going to be developing more tools for you to access online as well. Please make sure you check her out. Follow KD. Check him out at the Dell this summer. Um, I happen to see him everywhere. Like, he's everywhere. All the big events, yeah. he's there. Oh, we were in <laughs> Atlantic there. City. That's right. I'm like, you're not yeah, we were in Atlantic, Atlantic City. City. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's in Atlantic City with Bilal at the um, fundraiser with Bilal. Hank. And, um, yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was Bilal, Robertson, Hank, Robertson, and Legacy. And, uh, like, yeah, that was the bomb. Legacy killed it, too. So, you know, these are good people to know. You should study your craft. We're excited that about 2017 for you, and we know that it's going to be a phenomenal year. And um, start with Tam. Give them a book. One of the books that we were reading late last year. You got you know any of them off the top of your head? Um. Well, one of them is the Science to Getting Rich. Um. That's okay, one. There it is. And then um, Rules for the Game of Life and How to Play It. Those are two. Oh, that's the one I like. That are really good. Yep. All right, so you heard it, and we'll repost those as well on in Master Greer Radio Blog Talk so mm-hmm. that you can um, oh, yeah. see those. I'm going to so, put numbers. Yes. <laughs> so I'm you listen to Master one. Greer Radio? What'd you say, Katie? What'd you say? No, because I, I got a book that's uh, a photography workshop hand uh, workbook that's being delivered. I got the shipping email today for uh, photographers who teach photography I want to uh, help others learn photography. It's a hardback okay. book, 32 pages right now, but as my workshops grow, 
the book is going to grow. And I give credit what's the, to what's all the, the photographers I run with. It's uh, my relationship with light. And I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on the blog, on the blog page. I'm I'm on there now. I'm about to post the image of it on here right now. So all right, that's you know, good. Cause you just can't be an artist and not pass it, pay it forward. Because you know, being an artist also means being a teacher. True that. True that. So here we have it. It's been a great show. Um, wow, an hour went fast with no commercials, nothing. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is Master Greer Radio, Beyond the Word. You can catch us every second Monday of the month from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. My name is Sweet Franchon, spelled S-U-I-T-E-F-R-A-N-C-H-O-N. As Katie said, just Google me, hit me up on Facebook or any of your social media, and I'll be glad to share with you. Um, we look forward to having a lot of events um, this year. I have um, January 28th uh, at the World Cafe Live at the Queen in Wilmington, Delaware. We have Ooh, our millennial first annual millennial showcase. February 11th, we have an event connection, the Love is the Connection, where we are having a Valentine's Day evening of poetry, music, and comedy, specifically for those who are single. That means you're not married. So, yes, you can. We, couples are welcome if you engage, want to date, but it's mostly for singles, people. For those of us who don't always have a Valentine's Day date. And the next soul opera is at the World Cafe Live at the Queen on March 30th. We have, as I said, a full calendar. We're doing shows at the World Cafe Live at the Queen, Wilmington, Delaware, as well as Philadelphia this year. We're excited and looking forward to sharing all the great talent in the region with you. We look forward to seeing you and hearing from you and sharing next month, um, second Monday, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And on behalf of our awesome producer, Jacqueline Taylor-Adams, we thank you so much for listening. We're going to close out with one of our favorite poets, poets tonight, Lamar Hill, and it's called Poetry for a Living. Every time I tell somebody I do poetry for a living, they look at me weird, like they don't believe that it's possible. I tell them that it is. I tell them I don't make my living off giving people reasons to buy a CD. That's crazy. I make my living off giving people reasons to live outside the box, outside the cell block, outside the cubicle. I tell them that a life lived without boundaries is beautiful. I tell them that the body can do whatever the mind chooses to. And I ain't got no illusions of grandeur. I know where my story ends, but yours begins whenever you get ready to move. Want to be a lawyer? Take your ass back to school. You only got a short time on this earth, so while you're here, you better find your niche and work on it like your life depends upon it because tomorrow isn't promised. Failure's not an option. Want to be a dancer? Get it popping. Work your angles like an architect with all your tears, blood, and sweat and disregard the people that'll tell you you're crazy because they too scared or lazy and too complacent to make the necessary changes. This life is about risk. Jumping in with both feet because the answer could be just beneath the surface and the timing ain't never going to be perfect but only 2% of the people on this planet actually do what they want. 60% of the people on this planet work for them. The other 38% are just too far gone. So you better get in where you fit in while you still can. Otherwise, die wondering what could have been. And when you think about it like that, doing poetry for a living makes perfect sense. It puts me in that 2%. I only answer to God. Program managers can't censor my shit. I'm a prophet that prophesies and profits. No gimmicks. I give it to you the same way God gave it to me. The pen is a pistol. The words are a nightstick. I just beat you over the head till you submit. No blue pill, just red. Here's some water. Swallow this. And this ain't about performing. This is two doses of reality. Call me in the morning. This is word is born. This is you better get your piece of the pie before it's gone. This is one part heart, four parts persistence. Cover the pot and let it simmer. Guess who's coming to dinner? Opportunity's knocking. Better pop the lock and let them enter. This is 2005. You can start a business with an internet connection and a laser printer. No excuses. Get on your mission and consider all this the next time you fix your face to ask me what I do for a living.
Ho, 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 ho. What can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.